Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode and another season of Voices of Voleron. It is I, your host, Anthony Perez, with my co-host here, Allison Ray. And we'd like to welcome you on our third season. We've lasted this long, and there is more to come. There's just the beginning. Um, today, I would like to start off by talking about the topic that we're going to do today which is if you guys don't remember it is about like the election coming up in about a year and like five months um it's really not that long uh, a lot of people are already announcing their candidacy um we just wanted to talk about it because there's a lot of stuff going on with politics already. So, for those that don't know, there already have been some announcements about people running for president already. Uh, the first example that comes into my head is the governor for my state, which is Ron DeSantis. He's the governor for Florida. He announced it back on the 24th of May. Um, others include Tim Scott, who is the senator for um, South Carolina. There's also the Virginia governor, Glenn Youngkin, sorry, Tim Scott announced it May 22nd. Glenn Youngkin announced it May 1st. Oh, no, sorry. He said he did not plan to declare. Sorry. So he's not going to run. Um, Joe Biden announced his re-election campaign on the 25th of April. So that's going to be interesting because, as you know, Joe Biden is our current president. And... I'm on the fence on him. If he's like the only Democrat that I agree with, because one of his major talking points was student loan forgiveness, right? Um, I believe I believe he said fifty thousand when he was running. And my mom was like, I'm gonna vote for Joe Biden because if that's true. Like, my 20000 is wiped away. So we voted. And they haven't been gone. I think it was, like, what, 10 k Ali? That um, gets erased? No, it was uh, what, he, what the, he ended up trying to pass in executive order was 10 k in student mm-hmm. loan debts in general for everyone. And then mm-hmm. 20 k if you received a Pell Got Grant. Got the Pell Grant, yeah. However, um, I don't think that happened. No, I think they just been on pause. That was, that was oh yeah, no, Republican. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, they blocked it. I think they've been on pause ever since. Yes. And I've been seeing like everywhere on social media, like if they're paused for this long, quite like. It literally doesn't matter. The economy is still not falling apart. Like, 
Well, yeah, the other um, thing was that, too, I saw a lot of posts on social media is people saying, like, even if we're going to get, like, money, like, start paying it while it's paused. Because right now, interest isn't growing. So if you start paying mm-hmm. it now, you're going to get a lot of payments done before your interest even starts growing on it. Yeah. And I think they stated, like, if you pay it during this time, we'll, like, refund you the amount if it does get passed. Ooh. Yeah. Which is really Uh, nice for people who, like, just got out of college during COVID. I don't really have any experience with academic loans like that because everything's been coming out of pocket for me and my family. Thank God for them. Um, But, yeah. I know a lot of friends that have been taking out loans, especially one that comes to mind is one of our <laughs> guest stars, uh, Alan. He took out, I don't know how much, but it's in the 10,000. So, yeah, mine's 16. Mm-hmm. And it would have, because I received Pell, so it would have wiped out all of it. Yeah. Um, There is a talk radio host and the 2021 California gubernatorial candidate Larry Elder that's the first time I've heard of him but they also announced or he also announces candidacy on April 20. Larry Elder is a Republican Joe Biden is a Democrat obviously um Tim Scott Another Republican, and so is Ron DeSantis. I don't have too much experience with Tim Scott. I feel like I've heard that name, but I'm probably thinking of Rick Scott. Um, and Larry Elder, I have never heard of him, like I just said. But Ron DeSantis, he's a Republican. But he's a very, like anti-diverse Republican. Um, he, he's been passing a lot of anti-LGBT legislation, and he's trying to, um, since he's been in office, and it's kind of scary, especially during Pride Month, like, I kind of don't even want to go celebrate because you never know what's going to happen. And a lot of people are going to like come at me for this, but like it's kind of been the same as Trump, where Trump was like indirectly, like inciting shit. It's just not safe, honestly. Um. Robert F. Kennedy has announced that he would run on April 5th of 2023. Marianne Williamson, the 2020 presidential candidate and author, announced she would also run on February 23rd. Um, Donald Trump did he say he was going to run? I think he's running again. Yes, he is. So I have a list up. Um, so yeah, Trump's on there. 
Um, I, I don't know how that's gonna go because he's currently, you know, being yeah, investigated for stealing a bunch of documents from the White House, <laughs> and they found them. Um, and it was ones that like he said, no, no, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have that they just found. Um, yeah, the thing about Kennedy that's kind of crazy, so he is the nephew of former President John F. Kennedy. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a Democrat, but he's like a very prominent anti-vaccine activist. Oh my god. Literally, like, our choices for Democrats right now is him who, like, promotes debunked claims uh, that childhood vaccines are linked to autism and has rallied oh, against Lord. the coronavirus um, vaccine mandates and other pandemic uh, mitigation measures. Um, basically drawing an analogy from what we were doing to Germany during World War II. Um, he was apparently once an environmental lawyer, though. So it's very odd whatever's going in this man's mind in my opinion um for democrats did you mention uh maureen williamson yes yeah she so she's also one. running um she is a self-help author and a former spiritual advisor to oprah <laughs> i guess she tried to run in 2020 i never heard about her in 2020 me neither where she called for, like, a federal department of peace, um, supported reparations for slavery and called Trumpism a symptom of an illness in the American psyche that couldn't be cured with, um, that could not be cured, basically. Um, however, she also, like, promotes, like, really debunk, like, medical theories and um, particularly on mental illness. Um, and then we have Joe Biden. We do not have great candidates right now is what I'm saying. For Democrats. Um, yeah. We better get some more uh, up there. We There's like seven people already announced for Republican and they're expecting like five more. Yeah, within the ones that have been announced, I definitely see Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis as, like, the frontrunners, just based off popularity of, you know, Donald Trump, he's been a former president. A lot of people love him, even though he's quite literally a criminal. So it's kind of um, hypocritical. Ron DeSantis, he, in my eyes, is a lot more hateful than Trump. And he actually knows what he's doing, which is the scary part. Trump had no fucking political experience. DeSantis does. Which is what terrifies me more. Like, it's scarier than Trump, in my eyes. Um... Joe, I don't know if he would run again. 
Uh, no, sorry, if he would win again. Sorry, not oh, win again. Yeah. But yeah. There's been talks of some politicians possibly running again. They're not running again, like running for the first time, which there's a list. And I would like for some of these to run. Um, two names that I really like is Stacey Abrams, who, if y'all don't know, was a former yeah, Georgia yeah. State representative. Um, she helped now. Um, Georgia be blue. Hmm. Yeah, she'd be a good one to um have. I don't. I haven't really looked into many like possible Democratic. Um people who were thinking about running. Um, sorry. My dad freaking said yelling. Sorry. Um, you know, Stacey Abrams had a major impact in the election in Georgia. She, if I'm not mistaken, got like 900,000 people to vote. Mm-hmm. She turned it blue, I know. Huge. Huge. So I love her. Um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, aka AOC. She is the U.S. rep from New York. Um, she, in my eyes, is for the people. She has been in the front lines of. Um, I think there was a time in the twenty twenty summer protests. There was this one particular day where there was a curfew and something was going on with the bridge. I think it wasn't down, one of the drawbridges, and the people couldn't leave because of that. And the the police were making arrests and she had like stepped up to them talking about like, you can't be doing this because they quite literally physically cannot leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... she's. I I really like AOC. Um, my brother lives in New York. He's actually met her before, uh, which is mm. kind of funny. Um, but she was like, I believe she started as like a bartender in like the yes. Bronx or something like that, and then she oh, ended up becoming. She's a senator, right? Uh, representative. Representative. So she ended up becoming a representative. I know a lot of people, like, a lot of, especially the younger generation, love her. I know mm-hmm. a lot of the older generation hate yeah. her. Mm-hmm. And it's not even necessarily they don't like her politics or anything like that. I mean, they might not. I don't know. But I feel like, like, I've talked to my grandma about her before. And my grandma's very democratic. My grandma's, like, on the verge of so being a socialist, right? The reason mm-hmm. she doesn't like her is she doesn't like how she, like, talks and stuff. And how she, like, um, presents herself, I guess, on the house floor. Because she's very, like, kind of rash. Not rash isn't the word I'm looking for. Um, crack? Crash? She's, like, 
she doesn't hold back in what she's saying is what I'm trying to say. Mm, if you know what I mean. That's good. Uh, I like that. I do too. A lot of the older generation hates it though. Like she'll oh, swear yeah. on the house floor and stuff. Like she does not care. That kind of thing. She talks like a, you know, New York bartender. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's why I just, I don't know how she would do uh, with all these boomers still out there. Um, I think she would definitely win, like, the young vote for sure. If the young vote actually goes out and votes. Um, but yeah. The good thing is we're getting a lot more younger people to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, we've become more accept, upset. Oh my god, I can't even say accepting, like as a generation, and the younger ones too. And it's good for us, obviously. Um, I know, like you said, a lot of the older generations don't like her. There's multiple reasons for that. Um, like you said, your own family, uh, the way that she presents herself. Um, the other two reasons I could think of just quite obviously is because she is a woman and there's the stereotype that, oh, women are so emotional. They can never have, um, positions of power. You never know what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um, she also has Puerto Rican heritage, so, you know, like, she's Caribbean and Hispanic, and a lot of people obviously have an issue with that. Um, I don't know, second, I think I've seen some stuff that she's been told to, like, go back to her home to her country, even though she was quite literally born here in New York. Um, and my family, they can't, no, they don't like her because, and my dad, and I quote, that she's a bimbo. And I'm like, bro, what? Like, do you even know what it takes to become a politician? Like, yeah. this, like boring Trump, like, you have to kind of go to law school for all that. Like, you don't have to, but, like, you're kind of not taken seriously by the public if you don't do that. Um, she attended Boston University, graduating cum laude, and she double majored in international relations and economics. Like, she has experience. Yeah, I think, I think the whole, like, people thinking that of her goes back to the whole, like, how she talks, because she does talk more like the younger generation, which is generally seen by the older generation as uneducated, even mm-hmm. when we are. You know what I mean? Yeah.
It's just crazy, like, dude. She has way more experience than these people, but they just, they don't see it. They discredit her. Um, she's been in office since, what, 2018? Yeah. She's already gone through two elections, if I'm not mistaken, for representatives. I think representatives are two and senators are six. Uh, she's yeah. already, she's already one, two. The one for her to be a representative in the first place and then the one to keep her seat and she did. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I'm not surprised. Uh, do, do you know which, uh, area she's a representative for? New York's 14th district. Fourteenth Congressional District. Uh, let me see where that is in New York. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's a part of Brooklyn. Sorry, Queens. No, not Brooklyn. It's, Queens. It's a. Uh... It includes the eastern Queens. part of the Bronx and part it's, of North Central. Yeah, I was Central gonna say that Queens. looks like the Bronx and the Queens. Um, so yeah, that makes sense because that's a. Very kind of young area, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Same with Brooklyn. Honestly, most of New York anymore is pretty young. Uh, New York City is not a place for older, the older generation to live. You have to walk mm-hmm. and stuff so much to get anywhere. You just can't. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm not surprised that she like won her race and everything there and is still uh, representing there. Not only that, but New York as a general is a blue state. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people there see her very much as, you know, a person for the people. Mm-hmm. According to this, roughly half of the population of the district is of Hispanic or Latino. So, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But, um, moving from AOC, as much as I would like for her to run, I want to talk about this one specific person that has actually already announced. Um... As I mentioned before, Ron DeSantis is a very evil man in my eyes. Um, there has been some bills that he's trying or has already done, like successfully signed into law and whatnot. Um, I won't say the names that people have given them because I want to keep it more like what they're actually called by like their technical name or whatever because the a lot of the Republican talking points is it's not called the don't say gay bill whatever so I'm gonna just call it HB 1069 um, it is an intentional effort to erase transgender and non-binary people from the curriculum. It bans instruction on sexual orientation and gen- gender identity from pre-K through grade 8. Um, 
it creates a definition of sex based on reproductive function rather than like an action that people just do um on april in april the florida board of education also voted to expand the bill from 2022 to all grades rather than just k through eight um just on this if you're banning any instruction which basically is any talk of sexual orientation gender identity it kind of wipes away trans uh trans people's like name that they chose and people kind of just start dead naming them um people obviously can't talk about any sex orientation so you know the majority is all straight so that's just gonna stay like that with like no talk of anything else yeah, and that's the thing about it, too, like, um, those kind of bills, you can't discuss it, it's gonna make those people who are in that position feel even lonelier than they already do. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as, like, not, like, I think one of the big things that helped, like, uh, even me when I was growing up is, like, talking to people who had similar things to help figure out, you know, who I was. Um, and they're not going to have that because, you know, it's it's illegal to talk about it there. Which is horrible. I feel like it's going to really honestly lead to probably, like, higher um, teen suicide and stuff like that in um, Florida. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of... It's for the children. We're pro-life. We need to care about children's lives. And then they do this. Like, it's just hypocritical. And it's so obvious that it's bigoted. Um, there's also another ban that happened. Um... So I'm not sure this happened. So I take that back. Like, give me one second. Okay, yeah, it did happen. Um, it just got signed on May 17 of 2023. Um, SB 254. It's basically punishing healthcare providers by providing gender affirming care. Um, these penalties that providers would get if they were to provide this care includes felony penalties and would take away the license of those providers. It would also prohibit Medicaid from covering gender-affirming care for transgender youth or adults. 
It would also forbid public funds, including those of a public university, public hospital, city or county, and Medicaid, from being used to provide benefits that include gender affirming care for transgender people of all ages. Is that in a state or is that overall? That's state. Uh, what state? Florida. Oh, Florida. SB two fifty four. This is all. This is all by Ron DeSantis. He is signing this. Mm. Um, I mean, it's already like, honestly, like gender affirming care and stuff like that is already like not accepted by a lot of insurances. To be fair, but mm-hmm. still, that's horrible. Because, like, I know Alex is, like, um, when he had top surgery, there, his one covered at all. He had to, he had to pay 7000 out of pocket for it. Yeah. But there's a difference between them just not, like, covering for it and then also penalizing the freaking providers giving you the kill. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, not the kill. Oh my god, sorry, the care. Sorry, I yeah, read something else kill. here. Um, sorry, yeah, the thing about it is though, if he had gotten like uh, breast reduction for like his back or whatever, it would have been covered. They just don't mm. see it as like something that's medically necessary, yeah, um, which is stupid because it is, it's mentally, especially, um, mentally necessary. Yeah, I saw risk on top of the word bill, and it, I don't know, my brain kind of just combined the two and the kill. Um, did this one pass? I think this one passed. I know there's a lot of, like, uh, anti-drag bills right now, too. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the, and not even just in Florida, I think it's more in Tennessee. Yeah, so. That they banned the act of impersonating as a woman, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and one of the big issues, the bigger issues with that too, is people can use that, um, against um transgender people now as well because they'll just be like oh they're just dressing up in drag and now transgender people are just getting in trouble for being who they are um not just the you know drag community uh there's a lot of states that are like trying to um do things arkansas passed one in early february that removed, um, basically made it so, uh, drag performances are, um, restricted to only adults, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, cause I guess they were doing like drag story, uh, drag queen story hours. For children, and they um, banned it to make it like only adults can go to go see drag shows now. Um, uh, Idaho has some stuff in the works. Arizona, Kansas, Kentucky, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Texas, and West Virginia. 
So it's quite a, and like you said, Florida and Tennessee as well. So it's quite a bit of states that are like. And it's obvious that it's targeting. Trying to make laws against it. Yeah, it's obvious it's targeting us because like a lot of these are like obviously for like trans people, like the gender affirming care, the adult performances for drag and whatnot. Um, the Montana governor, Greg Gianforte, signed legislation made that prevents children from attending sexually oriented shows. And it's, it's, it's obvious, like it's obviously what they want to do. Yeah. Um, which actually that kind of takes us into our next topic as well for next uh, week um, yeah we're talking about drag and next week uh, I believe that's what we're talking about right guy yeah so next week um, as y'all know it is pride month so we wanted to do more tailored content to that coming from two members of the LGBT community. Um, so next podcast is going to be talking about like drag, what we think of it, um, our experience with it, if we've gone to any shows, um, more talk of politics regarding drag as well. So I think it'll be fun. Well, I think I talked about just about everything I wanted to about politics. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Mm, no, that was really it. All right. So, yeah, as Guy said, our next episode is going to be about drag. Please, if you enjoyed listening, um, follow us, give us five stars, subscribe to us, whatever it is, wherever you're listening. Helps new people to be able to find us and all that fun stuff. And, yeah, come back next week on the 11th. To hear us talk about um, a little bit more about drag, our experiences with it, and uh, some some about some of the bills that have been going through about it as well. And have a great week until then.